Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Praise God. I'd like to direct your attention today to the book of Psalms. We're going to the 23rd Psalm. And we'll begin reading with uh, verse number 8. Verse number 8. The Bible said, Good and upright is the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek he will guide in judgment. And the meek he will teach his ways. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach. In the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. Then pay close attention to verse 14. The secret of the Lord. Somebody say the secret of the Lord. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show him his covenant. Today I want to talk to you about the key to everything. The key to everything. We often say, well, if there was a pill for that or if there was some kind of uh, uh, quick thing, you know, well, I'm going to preach to you today about the key for everything. How many want to know know that? I want to know the key, the pill, the method, the principle that works on everything, everything. Heavenly Father, we come before you today thanking you, Lord Jesus, for this, this, this great opportunity, Lord, to get into your word. Lord, we don't take it lightly. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to share the gift, Lord Jesus, that you have have given to us. Help it to be, Lord, pleasing to you. We want to please you today. We want to give you glory and honor today. Bless, O God, this time in your word. Let your word go and do work, Lord, in the hearts of people. We're going to give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. The key to everything. If I were to somehow... Draw, let's just, just take this screen here. This screen depicts everything there is to know about everything. That God knows about everything. If you could look somewhere in one of these, there's, there's I don't know how many little dots it takes to, to fill up this screen that gives you all of this look here. But if you would find one dot in this screen, that might be, might be, me might be you. The fact of the matter is that we know very, very little when it comes to knowing everything. When you consider the greatness of God and the grandeur of God and the, 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 the glory of God, that ant going across the floor uh, may feel like he knows everything about his world, but you know a little bit more about it uh, at the bottom of your shoe. <clears throat> But we serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. 
We serve the one who is the arranger of the celestial, the arranger of the universe, the wonders of uh, the glorious stars in the sky. He's the maker of Orion's belt. He is the creator of the Milky Way. Job said that his wisdom was limitless. Then this screen is not a good example. His wisdom is limitless. There's no end to his wisdom. His power can command the sun to go dark and cease to shine. His might, his holiness, his pureness, amen, works wonders that cannot be phantom. I have not seen, ear have not heard. We talk about it. Uh, the miracles uh, uh, cannot be even counted today when we consider the awesomeness of God, the grandeur of God. We serve a mighty God. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 11 and verse 33, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath given, uh, or hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things. Let me say it again. For of him and through him and to him are all things. It all comes out of him. It all goes through him and comes back to him to whom be glory forever. Amen. Who is like our God? There is none like unto him, the Bible tells us. The word God in the Bible is the Hebrew word for Elohim. Jonathan Kahn, a Hebrew scholar, states this about Elohim. He said it is an extreme unique word with particular properties. It breaks the rules of standard grammar. It's not, he said, a singular word, but a plural. And yet it is speaking of a singular reality, God. When this takes place, he says in the Hebrew scriptures, in a sense, it is a code, a sign, revealing that the reality behind the word is so gigantic, so awesome, so beyond that the word cannot contain it. It means, he says, that whatever you think of God, there is always more. When we say God, when we say Elohim, amen, it is speaking of one God, but of his uh, uh, dynamic and of his presence and of his essence uh, that is beyond our mind. Our mind cannot contain him. Yet he says, I want you to know me. I want you to come to know me. So we begin to ask ourselves, uh, who can really know this God? For where is God? Where is God? <laughs> Uh, little Ruby had a little bit of a, a time of, of as a three-year-old trying to understand God, how that, uh, you know, God can be in heaven and be at church at the same time. It's a really, really difficult comprehension, how that the Lord can be in heaven where, uh, 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 where B.B. is and be at church at the same time. But the fact is, when we ask the question, where is God? He's everywhere. Somebody say, Everywhere. He is omnipresent. Amen. He is ubiquitous. Time does not contain him. He is everywhere at all times there. 
He is there. Wherever you go, there he is. The psalmist said, if I go to the highest mountain, he's there. If I go to the lowest hell, he is there. Amen. So when we begin to say, how do I fathom this God? He is at the Milky Way while he's down at Walmart where, the, where they're selling Milky Ways. He is everywhere at all places at all times. Amen. We say, then what does God know? He knows everything. Somebody say Everything. Amen. He is omniscient. His knowledge, it cannot be surpassed. He knows all. He knows everything. Uh, 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 he knows everything. He is everywhere. And, and what can he do? Amen. He is omnipotent. There is no power beyond his. So when it comes to wisdom, he doesn't just know wisdom. He is wisdom. When it comes to power, he just, just has, doesn't have power. <clears throat> he is power. When it comes to love, he doesn't just possess love, he is love. When it comes to mercy, it doesn't that he just has mercy, he is mercy. Grace, he is grace. He is forgiveness, he is redemption, he is our deliverer, he is these things that he says, I want you to know me. It's beyond our comprehension, it's beyond our ability to grasp. Isaiah said, it recorded in 40 and 28, Do, don't you know, haven't you heard the ever Everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. God doesn't have an anxiety problem. God doesn't have a depression problem. God's not worried and wringing his hands over what's happening in our world. God's not upset and worried about the politics of this hour and the culture of this hour. He's God. There is no certain of his understanding. Wow this God, yet he says, seek my face, get to know me, yet he says, get close to me, I want you to know who I am, I want you to know what I'm about, the apostle Paul put it like this, that I may know him, that I may discover him, amen, I want to know him, I want to know about wisdom, I want to know about understanding, I want to know about him who is everlasting, to everlasting. I want to know about this one that sits on the circle of the earth and yet the earth is said to be his footstool at the same time. I want to know him that is immutable, unchangeable, invincible, indescribable, indestructible. I want to know about him that is incomparable. I want to know about him the most high. Amen. The highest of all. The, uh, the almighty God. The Bible said in Psalm 90 and 2, Before the mountains brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. It is vital today that we understand that God has hidden some things in his word about him. There are some things that we don't know. I, had, I don't know him. I haven't yet got, but I want to be on the way to knowing Exodus 29 and 46, the Lord says, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God. I'll let you know who I am. I'll let you know that I am. The psalmist said in 46 and 10, be still and know and know and know that I am God. Amen. From everlasting to everlasting, you can know me. Many possess the knowledge of God, but not everyone knows behind the secrets and the mystery of God, the mysteries of God, the secrets and the mysteries of God. The psalmist said that you can find him in the secret of his tabernacle. He said he'd hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. Somebody tell me where that's at. Where's the secret of his tabernacle? 
Amen. The psalmist said in 31 and 20, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion. Where's those secret places? Where's that secret place in the tabernacle, that secret place of his presence? Where is that place? The psalmist speaks of God as being in the secret place of thunder. So I'm in the secret of his tabernacle, the secret of his presence, the secret of his pavilion, the secret of the, the place of thunder. He hides things. He hides things. Hallelujah. The psalmist recorded in 91 and 1 that familiar place that in the secret, he dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in that secret place shall abide under the shadow. I want to find where's that secret place. I want to know the secrets of heaven. Study the Bible and you will find that God rarely speaks blatantly and in open terms. That everybody, you know, people would say, why did God just make it so black and white? Some things he did. That even a donkey can understand it because he spoke it, right? He, he has made some things so clear, Brother Daniel, that anybody ought to get it. But some things he has hidden, a lot of things that he has hidden. People say, well, what about, what about this issue of, 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 of the deity of Jesus Christ? Amen. It's just like great, great, Paul said, is the mystery of godliness, God manifest in the flesh. Great is that mystery. There are some things that are revealed to those that will seek after it. Amen. Those that will go after it. But study the Bible, you'll find that God isn't always obvious. Especially to those who have their eyes blinded by the God of this world. In Mark 4 and verse 10 it says, And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him, ask of him the parable. Jesus spoke in parables. He spoke in stories. He spoke incognito. He spoke in illustrations. And he said unto them, <clears throat> Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without all these things are done in parables. So I want to know God, but he's hidden. I want to know about God, but he, he, <clears throat> he envelops himself in mystery. <clears throat> he hides and conceals himself. The Proverbs writer said it's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's God's glory. He hides it. He puts it, he puts it, he said, I can't, I can't show you everything, Moses. I can't reveal everything to you, Moses. I'm going to put, put you to a place where you could just see my back parts. So it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the honor of kings to search it out a matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to go back to our psalm in the very beginning. The Bible said, what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach. What is that man that feareth the Lord? Then in verse 14, the secret. Somebody say the secret. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. I've come to tell you today that the key to everything in your life, the key to the secrets of God, the key to the mysteries of God, the key to what you don't understand about God is found in the fear of the Lord. It is the 
fear of the Lord that unlocks everything. It is the fear of the Lord that unlocks everything. You want to know about family life? Let the fear of the Lord develop in your, in your life. You want to know about wisdom? Let the fear of the Lord develop in your life. You want to know about holiness? Let the fear of the Lord begin to develop in your life. You want to know about God? Let the fear of the Lord begin to develop in your life. It is the key to everything. We've often talked about the fear of the Lord as being a healthy reverence of God and awe of God. And there are those that talk about the fear of the Lord as being God, being that God with the lightning bolt ready to zap you anytime you mess up. Like an abusive stepdad who's mean and ugly and I don't know why I said stepdad, but it's just an illustration coming to my mind. Deal with it. Abusive, mean, standing there going to get you. So you, whew. can I tell you, the real, as I understand the study of the fear of the Lord, it's somewhere between having just a healthy reverence and being totally fearful of him. There ought to be a little bit of that when it comes to God. There ought to be a little bit of that, uh, my knees knocking together, because he's big, he's large, he's almighty. There ought to be something inside of me that says, he's God, I'm not. And a reverence of him, a reverence of his presence, a reverence of his word, a reverence of who he is. If there's one prayer that you ought to pray over your children today, it ought to be, Lord, give them the fear of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, you ought to pray it every day. Lord, let my grandkids have the fear of the Lord. Why? It's the key to everything. It's the key to understanding God. It's the key to salvation. It's the key to redemption. It's the key to your relationship with the Lord. It's having the fear of God. If I walk right, amen, then he's going going to order my steps. That's what he said in his word. The Greek word is yara, or the Hebrew word is yara. The Greek word is phobia. Fear of snakes, fear of spiders, fear of, of concealed uh, tight places, fear of dark, fear of, fear of, fear of, fear of, fear of, fear of. Phobia. We say they have a phobia. You heard of arachnophobia. Anybody here uh, got arachnophobia sense just a little bit, don't like spiders? Anybody don't like? Praise God for a few honest hands going up. I'm a snakeophobia. I don't like snakes. I don't have to chronicleize that. You know very well my opinion of snakes. What are the three snakes that I don't like? Thank you. I wish to goodness that some of us would get the, the Bible as much as my idea of snakes. Oh, that'll preach. <clears throat> For some, the concept of fearing the Lord is throwing God a bone of, of cheap reverence. He's God, man upstairs. You know, I believe in God, man upstairs. But I'm going to live however I want to. That's not a fear of God. That's not even belief. But let me define the fear of the Lord for you. This is my definition. 
The fear of the Lord is more than having a reverence and awe of God. It is an intense passion to please God through obedience and submission. The secret of the Lord is to them that fear him. He will show them the covenant. This verse connects the understanding of the covenant with the fear of the Lord. I can't understand the Old Testament without the fear of the Lord. I can't understand the New Testament without the fear of the Lord. I can't understand anything in the word of God without the fear of the Lord. Divine revelation comes through the fear of the Lord. It seems like that there are only uh, uh, certain people that get certain things. I'm telling you, it's the fear of the Lord that will open the door for you. Amen. We find the writer of Proverbs says in 19 and 23, the fear of the Lord tendeth the life and he that hath it shall abide satisfied and he shall not be visited with evil. Here's why you need the fear of the Lord. He said you won't be visited with evil. If you have the fear of the Lord, you won't be, evil can't get to you if you have a fear of the Lord. If you have the fear of the Lord, you can make sure the devil's not winning in your life. I don't fear the devil. I've got the fear of the Lord. Let's talk about some things that will help you in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord determines what you know. The fear of the Lord determines what you know. I'm going to speak about this in more detail in just a moment. But the writer of Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord affects how you see sin. The fear of the Lord determines your perception of sin. The writer of Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and every evil way. People who coddle sin don't have fear of the Lord. He also said, the writer of Proverbs says, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When you have the fear of the Lord, you walk out of situations that you should not be in. When you have the fear of the Lord, you walk out and you, and you disconnect by certain people on Facebook and, and you get out of certain chat groups and you get out of certain relationships. If you have a fear of the Lord, you're going to walk away from things that are evil and destructive. You don't read that book because you got the fear of the Lord in you. Not a standard set by church, not a standard set by pastor, but by the fear of the Lord. By the fear of the Lord, you don't go to certain places because you have a reverence of God and you said, if I walk into there... God is watching me. Now, 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 now Joseph was tempted by Pharaoh's, or, or, or rather, uh, uh, Potiphar's wife repeatedly, repeatedly, day after day, read it. She tried to entice him until one day she got a hold of his coat and he was willing to lose his coat to keep his character. What did he say? He said, I'm not going to do this because it would be a sin against God. He never said a sin against Potiphar. He said, this is a sin against God. Yes, he understood that it would affect Potiphar because Potiphar had given him everything everything but his wife but I want to tell you there was something inside of Joe that made him stand up and say you can take my coat but you're not going to take my character what was it it's the key to everything somebody say hallelujah the fear of the Lord will dictate how you see sin it'll dictate your relationships the fear of the Lord. 
It'll impact how long you live. Well, if you drink this potion, if you take that pill, if you, you know, put miracle toe cream. There's a whole story behind that, uh, but I won't go into it. You, you got to have this miracle thing and that miracle thing and this thing. You listen to the radio. If you ordered everything that they got on the radio, every pill for everything, or on TV where they're giving you the, you know, this, this, this drug will help you. Don't you love the part where they get down to the disclaimer and it's got some guy that can talk like 40,000 words a second and, 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 and it gives you all this kind of stuff and you just, you know. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Proverbs declares in 10 and 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Amen. I realize that there are accidents, and I realize that there are people that slip out early. But if you will just simply begin to proclaim, I have the fear of the Lord, and I have a promise of long days. I have a promise of this. If I have the fear, why do you pray for your kids to have the fear of the Lord? So they'll live long on the earth. The Bible said in the fear of the Lord, there's strong confidence, Proverbs 14, 26, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Fear the Lord and you'll have confidence and your kids will know where to go and know where to run. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, Proverbs 14 and 27, to depart from the snares of death. Oh, thank God for the key to everything. Hallelujah, for there is a secret that God has hidden, but it will be revealed to those who live in the fear of the Lord. Those that have no fear of the Lord are in extreme jeopardy. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 5. The just Lord is in the midst thereof and he will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth no shame. The unjust knoweth no shame. Where there is no fear, there is no shame. Where there is no fear of the Lord, there is no shame. Have you ever looked at somebody posting something on, 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 on Facebook and you watch someone post something and, and, and it doesn't match their life? I could go down a rabbit's hole here that I'm not going to. I'm going to just leave it right there. They live like the devil, and they're posting things like they're sanctified, ready to go to heaven. Where's the shame? It's because they don't have the key in their pocket. If they had the key in their pocket, They'd have shame and say, you know what? I better get right with God. I'm going to find, well, man, Lord, get me back. Uh, I, I get back to my notes. A society with no fear says I'll live any way I want, do whatever I want, because I don't care what anybody thinks. Daily we're reminded that we live in a world that, is in a, that has a lost sense of shame. No shame in the government. No shame in the schools. No shame in job and no shame at church. No shame at home. Uh, you know, sleep around, live around, whatever, live any old way. It's because there's no fear of the Lord. 
for the lack of the fear of the Lord can be readily seen by those who habitually, willfully, and continually follow after sin. They bring a reproach and continue to sin, don't care, and flaunt it in the face of God, don't care. These same people get angry when the church doesn't coddle and pamper them in the season of their consequence. Do I need to say that again? Did y'all get it? Or didn't he ask you what I think about snakes? Let me give you a Bible. Woe unto them, Isaiah 5 and 11. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continually uh, continue until night till wine inflame them. And the harp and the viol and the tabernacle and the pipe and the wine are in their feast. They, these folks know how to party. They know how to go th- have seemingly a great time, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people are gone captive because they have no knowledge. They have no knowledge, so they have no shame. They have no reproach. There is no conviction. Amen. They have no knowledge. Well, if you have no fear, then you have no knowledge. If you have no knowledge, then you have no conviction. If you have no knowledge, then you have no shame. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If you want to know the Lord, if you want to know more things about life and living, let the fear of God rise within you. The Lord said in Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Knowledge. We've got more ways to get knowledge today than ever before. But still people aren't learning. Why? They don't have the key in their pocket. The fear of the Lord is what opens the door to true knowledge. You have no fear, you have no knowledge. If you have no fear, you have no wisdom. Proverbs 9 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, what you know. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it's how to apply what you know. Wisdom is how to apply what you know. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. It's having that, uh, that understanding of how to discern knowledge and then to apply the wisdom to it. The fear of the Lord is the key to everything. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. You want to know what God has? Then begin to fear the Lord. Amen. Begin to fear him so much that says, whatever your book says, that's what I want. Lord, I'm not looking for a smorgasbord reality. I'm not looking looking for a a golden corral experience, a a picking and choosing what I want. I want everything, Lord, but I'm going to fear you. I'm going to have a reverence for you. I'm not going to treat you with disregard and disrespect, but, oh, God, I want you to know that I have an awe of you, but I also have a a part of me that is is, is is some terror of the Lord. The Bible said, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We persuade men because there is a God that loves but there is also a God of wrath. There's a God of mercy, but he's also a God of judgment. The key to everything is the fear of the Lord. Can we love him just for a minute here? Can we love him just for a minute here? 
If you have the fear of the Lord, it'll impact your worship. If you have a fear of the Lord, it'll impact your faithfulness. If you have a fear of the Lord, it'll impact your stewardship. If you have a fear of the Lord, it'll impact your relationships. If you have a fear of the Lord, it'll impact your, your vocabulary and your communication. If you have a fear of the Lord, hallelujah, it, it'll take care of how you work, when you work, and what you do, having work ethic. It's a fear of the Lord. It's a fear of the Lord. The key to everything. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 31, it says, Then had the churches rest. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Fear of the Lord, the key to everything, is not a one-time acquisition. It's a walk. It's a continual walk. The fear of the Lord will bring rest. It'll bring growth, comfort, and fruitfulness. But you've got to walk in it. Got to continue in it. Got to continue in the fear of the Lord. We find the Proverbs writes <clears throat> in 23 and 17. Let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Stay focused on the fear of the Lord. Stay focused daily on the fear of the Lord all the day long. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to have a reverence of God. That's why you don't, you don't, you don't watch pornography. You got a reverence for the things of God. That's why you don't go and, and partake of things of this world and get drunk and, 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 and get, <clears throat> get out of your head uh, with drugs. Amen. Because you've got a fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord Leaves with pray that your children have the fear of the Lord. Amen. When they get married, they're going to need the fear of the Lord because they can't have knowledge without it and they can't have wisdom without it. Everybody needs the fear of the Lord. It's the key to everything in your life. It's the key to everything in your life. <clears throat> Can I tell you the fear of the Lord is a choice we make? It's a choice we make. Proverbs 129, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They hated knowledge. Oh, don't tell me that. Oh, don't tell me that. Keep it a secret to me. Let me be innocent of that. I don't want to know that. Mm -hmm. So they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Did not choose the fear of the Lord. Amen. The fear of the Lord is a choice. The fear of the Lord is also a process. Everybody say process. Amen. It's not just a one-time acquisition. It's not just a one-time thing that we get when we need it, but it is a daily process. Proverbs 2 and 1 says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words... Amen. Number one, get the words. Number two, hide my commandments with thee. Number three, incline thy ear. Verse two, unto wisdom. Number four, apply thy heart unto understanding. Number five, verse three, cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding. If your seeker is silver and search for her as hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. What is it saying there? Keep digging. Keep digging. Don't stop. Don't get too far away. Don't get too disconnected. Don't get distracted. Keep going. 
don't remember the man's name, but he was an archaeologist. It may come to me in this, this story, but there was an archaeologist that fought for years to dig in Egypt where he knew King's Tut tomb was buried. People had sought for it for years. But he, he went and got money, spent all that money that, 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 that people invested and never found it. Come back, got more money. He was from England, went back again. I don't know how many times he went back to dig. And as he was digging on one thing, he was digging down this one trench, long way they were digging. And someone just decided to dig three feet this way. And in three feet, they hit the entrance to King Tut's tomb. All those years, digging, digging, losing. All those years, pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. But what he didn't do is give up. There's a lot of folks today that they're going to dig a while with the Lord and dig a while with the Lord. But the real thing is to understand the fear of the Lord is keep digging. You're going to come upon a secret if you'll keep digging. You're going to come upon the treasures of the Lord if you keep digging. Anybody know that, that there's some things you have learned since you've been living for God from the day that you were born again to right now? There are some things that you have learned that you would have never known had it not been for the fear of the Lord, had it not been that you kept digging and you kept prospering processing and they kept on moving forward the fear of the Lord is the key to everything Isaiah 33 and 6 Isaiah 33 and 6 The Bible says, in wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. And the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Do you know why somebody that has been in church for a long time seemingly knows a whole lot? that really loves the Lord, somebody that's been living for the Lord for a good while, you decide that you're going to go to that person. Seem like they know everything. Anybody thinking of somebody right now in your head? That sister or that brother walks humbly before the Lord and you need to have something. You go to them and you begin to talk to them. What is it? What is it that got them into that place of treasure? Was it just because they're old? No, because they're some old people. With gray hair, that's as dumb as a bag of rocks. Ignorance is no respecter of age. No, y'all, y'all gonna preach with me? But when you find somebody that seemingly exudes wisdom, it's because they've been through some things, and they kept digging. They had the fear of the Lord, and they learned some things. Amen. If you, 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 you find a couple that's been married for 40 years, 50 years, and you look at them and they have a good relationship, don't look at them with disdain and think, well, I think I'll go look at the Kardashians and see if I can find out how to have a marriage. Google it if you don't know who they are. I don't. I just heard the name. What's the difference? The difference 
is somewhere in a marriage they decided, we're going to put the fear of the Lord in this marriage. We're going to put the fear of the Lord in this marriage. Woo! Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of everything. It'll teach us everything. The psalmist said, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. The Lord teaches those who have the fear of the Lord. The soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. And then that scripture that is our pivotal scripture today, and that is the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The fear of the Lord is the key to everything in your life. Stay with me, please. One cannot remove the fear of the Lord from their life and then expect to have great spiritual discoveries. One cannot remove the fear of the Lord from their life and expect for God to reveal his secrets to them. I don't care about some Da Vinci Code being revealed. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Word of God, who my Lord is. I'm talking about what His Word says about life, what His Word says about uh, uh, the new birth, what His Word says about how to live, what His Word says about my finances, what His Word says about my language and my talk and my communication, what His Word says about how I present myself, a living sacrifice, holy, except it's a fear of the Lord. Is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. I wonder today, is there anybody that would just simply say, Lord, I can't survive without having the fear of the Lord. Would you come? Would you come to this altar today? Would you come to this altar today and say, I want a better grasp, Lord Jesus, of what you have. I want you to reveal to me secrets. I want you to reveal to me secrets. I want to show, I want you to show me, Lord, uh, what you have for me. God, I have got to have this key. This key is essential to your relationships. It is essential to your understanding. The key is essential to wisdom. Hallelujah. To have the fear of the Lord. Oh God, a reverence for you, yes. A respect for you, yes. But a passion that says, I please you, Lord. I want to please you, oh God. I want to obey you, Lord. I submit to you. I submit to your authority. I submit to your will. I submit, Lord God, to your word today. I want a better grasp of what you have for me. So I'm going to have a fear of the Lord that unlocks that door, that unlocks the secrets, that unlocks the mysteries, that shows me what the world cannot see, that shows me what the world is blinded to. Oh, God, the key to the gospel, the key of the death, burial, and resurrection, the key to redemption and sanctification, the key, Lord, to the fact that one of these days, we're going to see you as you are. God, one of these days, these bodies are going to be transformed. Hallelujah, one of these days, oh God, we're going to walk on the street of gold. One of these days, we're going to, Lord, abide with you and be with you and help you, oh God. Oh Lord, throughout the eons of time, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, let our children have wisdom. 
Lord, let them begin to fear the Lord. I pray that my children, Lord, Lord, and their spouses have a fear of the Lord. I pray that my grandkids, oh God, get the fear of the Lord. I pray, Lord, that it is, Lord, something that they pursue regularly. Oh, Lord Jesus, that it matters how they handle their relationships. It matters how they handle their time. It matters how they handle their money. It matters, oh God, how we do these things today. Lord, let me have your fear. Let me understand this fear is the key to everything. The key to life. The key to wholeness. The key, Lord Jesus, to your blessings today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Oh,